It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Drop all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another edition of Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, CJ the Painkiller D. Sloan, and it is time to introduce my co-host, my XO, and one of my very best friends. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Mr. Kevin Jackson! Yes! There uh, Again, there is never going to be anything like a Weapons Hot introduction. CJ, my guy, thank you very much. Let's get it started. Um, weapons Hot, another week, man. Um, after basking in the afterglow of uh, what Joe Douglas did in the draft. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, I'm excited. Um, a lot of positive stuff to look forward to. Um, I personally might need to rein myself in a little bit. Been seeing rainbows these past uh, couple days. So, uh, look. A lot of good stuff, a lot of positivity to look forward to. Um, there, there are some negative Nancys out there. So, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll discuss that at, at some point uh, in the show. But today, I'm happy, man. I don't know about you, but I, I, I've been saying it forever. But uh, it's a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. Let's get it in. How you been, CJ? I've been doing good, man. I tell you, you know, uh, the more and more I read the articles written about the New York Jets, the more and more positive I become. But... There's still one giant cog that we're going to talk about this evening, you and I. And it all all revolves around the all-important position, which is the quarterback position. Obviously, Zach Wilson. All right? The Jets are going to go as Zach Wilson goes. And tonight, I've actually made him the focus of tonight's show. Because we've talked so much about the rookie minicamps that have been taking place. There's an undrafted free agent by the name of Erwin George, um, who is absolutely come out of nowhere and now he's one of the favorites to actually make the make the roster or at least get an invite to training camp everyone is extremely the rookie mini camp all of these OTAs everyone is starting to come up against and you know what I mean one of the things that we take a look at right we uh, you know I don't like to lean a lot into rookie mini camps and all of that other stuff because Jax you know how I feel about certain things so you know that for me, it's, I want to see when the rubber meets the road. When the rubber meets the road, that's when I want to see how this team is going to perform. Don't butter me up with, oh, this guy made a tremendous one-hand catch against the second-team defense, and, you know, this guy, you know, ran for 260 yards against a third-string defensive line. I don't care about that, because when week one comes and we cut everything down to the final 53 and we start firing live bullets for real, the New York Jets need to be competitive. They need to be competitive against teams like the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East. Okay? The New England Patriots, they're reloaded. Even though a lot of people are kind of making fun of their draft, I still don't make fun of Bill Belichick. Because Belichick has a tendency to take these guys who we think suck 
and on tape sucks. And then all of a sudden they put the Patriot, they put the Patriot uniform on. They get anointed with the holy water, and then now all of a sudden, you know, they 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 turn into superstars in their household names. So for me, as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking at one thing and one thing only is how are the New York Jets going to get themselves to be a better football team than the 4-13 and football team that we saw last year? All right, so I want to turn the floor over to you. I want to know exactly, in your opinion, in your own words, obviously, what do you expect from this New York Jets team moving forward? Phenomenal question. My expectations, I want them to fall in line with what a, a, a realistic kind of idea of where we actually are in comparison to where it is that we were, right? The simple way for me to put it is that we will go as Zach Wilson goes, right? I, I don't think there's any question about that being the X factor with everything else that really is supposed to go on with this team this season outside of, you know, obviously defensive production. Um, but, I mean, realistically, when we talk about the draft class in particular, uh, yeah, the first pick was on defense. Yeah, the third pick was defense. But everything else basically – uh, you know, we're talking about Michael Clemens, and we'll do that later also. But everything else really went to bolster um, Zach Wilson and his ability to, to be successful. Um, Robert Salas' comments uh, earlier about, you know, Zach looking, you know, beefy and, and having command of, of, of the offense and being more vocal. All of those things really go towards what it is that we're hoping for as Jets fans. Um, the expectations, I think, should be tempered a little bit. Yeah, we expect them to be better. Um, do we or should we expect playoffs? No. Uh, do we expect maybe to be in the conversation when it comes down towards the end of the season? I believe that realistically, I think we can. Um, I, I think that what it is that we've seen Joe Douglas do um, throughout the entire offseason, not just in the draft, but in free agency as well, um, he put some some really solid pieces in places that we needed. And, and, and as a team that has, you know, the holes, the, def, the, the, def, the deficiencies, excuse me, that we've been fielding over the course of these past 10 years and change now. Um, I, I honestly think that we're probably in the best shape that we've been since uh, maybe, maybe the 2015 season um, when, when, when Ryan six pick trap kind of, kind of blew the house for us. So <laughs> yeah, please don't even yeah, get me yeah, started I, on yeah, that I, garbage. You realize I, I kind of had to temper myself because I, I don't want right. to get myself too amped up early, but no, literally, you know what, CJ, just, just real talk, man. And I know I said it last week. I think the, the sky is the limit for us. If all things fall the way that we hope that they will or the way that Joe Douglas probably believes that they can, um, I think we actually are going to be able to make some noise. And, and you know, I, I know that the playoffs and, and the championship is obviously always the goal every season you come into. Of course. Um, I don't necessarily think that we are so far away um, that it's not realistic to say that, you know, maybe there's going to be some folks at the end of the season that might be dreading to see us because if you don't bring your A game, we're going to send you home. I'm excited. Um, but all in the same, again, I've, I've been asking folks to talk me down. I don't want to see rainbows all the time, but um, I honestly think that we have an opportunity here to really make some noise. And I think that is evidenced by some of the narrative in the media that has been surrounding us for so many years, softening a little bit and actually looking at us and saying, you know what, uh, you know, you might have to pay attention to what's going on in Florham Park right now, because uh, this is this is not the same old Jets. This is not what it is that we've seen, uh, especially with regards to what the front office is doing. I know there are some folks that still don't necessarily, you know, have that buy-in totally with Robert Sala and, and the coaching right. staff. 
I think that the, the people who say that those guys just don't have it are ridiculous, and the people that you know maybe have some questions are justified. I mean, we're talking about a rookie co- a rookie staff, basically. So this season, a lot of question marks, but a lot of positivity going in. And I think uh, you know when it's all said and done, Jets fans have a lot to be proud of at the end of the season if uh, if it holds uh, the way that I'm expecting it to run. <laughs> I'm blasting one of our co-hosts over here, Jimmy the Reaper Jardine, who's in the comments. And I'm telling him, you should be on this friggin' show, yeah, you should. bum. Send him the link. <laughs> <laughs> Send him the link. Tell him to chop it up with us. We miss you, Jim. <laughs> we oh. miss you, Jimmy. We really do. Oh, my God. Holla at your boy. Jimmy's inspired quite a few changes in, in my thoughts over the course of these years that we, we've, we've kind of done what it is that we do here. I was thinking of of him in particular the other day because we were really fully full-throated in our belief that this team was in the process of turning the corner going into last season, right? And yeah, we, we had quite a few things that, to derail us. You know, Zach having the difficulties that he had, um, injuries, you know, coaching missteps, things of that nature. For a young team, those things, yeah, maybe should be expected. This season, I don't necessarily think that some of those same things hold true, right? We are more experienced. We do have some guys in places that are going to be extremely important that have, you know, some pedigree, that have some talent, that have some experience, that have, you know, a, a track record of being successful. And and those guys rub off on the young guys. And as these young guys become, you know, more seasoned veterans, uh, the possibility is, you know, um, man, the, the possibility is that, that the noise actually increases. And, you know, I, I know, Jim, we were we were predicting double digit wins during that season. And that was, you know, kind of the best case scenario for all things in, included. Um, I think the best case scenario for us is maybe slightly a little bit more tempered than that. But, you know, if we're, if we're looking at nine wins, 10 wins at the end of the season, I actually think that we've had a successful campaign. Um, if it gets to where we're we're talking about drafting top five again, I think there's a lot of question marks about how move beyond Joe Douglas and how does Woody Johnson decide, uh, you know, to rule in that in that regard. If we really do struggle, um, the way that some Jets fans think that we might. So, what do you think in regards to Zach Wilson? I mean, we've we've talked about it a couple of times last year. We talked about it. There were times that he was hanging up. He he was. Hanging on to the ball too long, he was he was making different mistakes. But then, as we saw during the during the end of the year, right, and it looks like that he started to improve some of those things. He was starting to get, um, he he was starting to get some of those things. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He he was starting to figure things out a little bit. Okay, so and then. You know, we saw we saw toward the end of the year. Okay, he went toe to toe with Tom Brady. That was a game that if he doesn't go for it on fourth and two and call his own number, uh, and they call a different play there, they could we we very well could have gotten ourselves a uh, a, a win against a championship uh, caliber team, a yep, championship exactly. caliber team. Period. So I actually want to shout out Mr. Justin Jet asking about the 2022 schedule. I got the 2022 schedule up in front of me over here. We have the Bills home and away, the Patriots home and away, the Dolphins home and away. The Ravens were playing at home. Okay, the Bengals were playing at home, so so we get a rematch with them next year. The Bears, we're going to be playing at home. All right, we're going to be playing the Lions at home, a team that's going to be much improved. The Jaguars at home, a team that's going to be much improved. The Browns away, all right? You know, a, a team that is is in flux, but they're going to go as Deshaun Watson, as Deshaun Watson goes. 
Okay, we're going to be playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Again, another tough matchup. The Steelers don't make it tough, for, don't make it easy for anyone. We get to play the Packers again in, in Lambeau Field. We also play the Vikings this year, all right, which is going to be New York's first trips to, U, to U.S. Bank Stadium. You know, we're playing the Broncos away, another team that's supposed to be much improved. And we're also playing the Seahawks away. Okay, the Jets have never won a game in Seattle in CenturyLink Field since 1997. Okay, you're talking about a team that's undergoing a rebuilding process. So there are very, very winnable games on the New York Jets schedule, no doubt. But there are also going to be some very, very tough tests for gangrene as they come aware. And the thing is, is that I also, as excited as I am about the draft, excited as I am about the free agency signings, Excited as I am about the potential 53-man roster that could take the field for this team in 2022 on paper is enough to get any Jets fan excited. But you and I both know, and I brought this up last year, paper does not mean jack shit, my friend. Because you know what? The Jets fielded a better team last year than they did the year before. One of the youngest teams in the NFL. Four wins. Okay. Too many rookies. Right. So, again, here are these are the reasons why I tell everyone, you want to be excited. I'm not telling anyone, telling anyone to not be excited because you know what? It, uh, again, it, look, you can temper your expectations all you want. Throw out different win totals for the New York Jets. And I promise, everybody who's in the comments, I'm going to get your comments on the air. I promise. Just bear with me. So... As the New York Jets go, as training camp goes, as mini camps go, as OTAs go, etc., how preseason goes, how the how the 2022 New York Jets are going to go. All right, last year it was a war of attrition, right? One of the things, Jax, that I don't want to see with this team is our defense having to keep the offense in games and having to carry the offense in games week after week after week. We saw it at the beginning of the year last year, and what did we get at the end of the year? We got a tired defensive unit that got absolutely shredded because they could not stop anyone. Plus, we had people who got hurt. We had key contributors. Carl Lawson, who was supposed to be a huge, a huge cog in that defense. Hit him go down. Gerard Davis was, you know, fair to Midland, if that, if you even want to call it that. There was more rotation in and out of the linebacker spot. C.J. Mosley basically murdering people by himself. He was like a one-man wrecking crew and trying to do what the defensive line failed to do, which was stop the run. And he wore down towards the end of the season, so that made it even worse for what it is that we had going on. Right. Look, you're making phenomenal points, C.J., and again, if I can just kind of echo, I think, the sentiment here. On paper, and as you're breaking down the schedule – I don't know, man. There's quite a few games in there that look like if we play to what the paper says that we should play to, um, I don't see why why it is that we're not in a conversation at the end of the season. But again, tempered expectations. Let's be smart. Right. That's the thing. And, and, you know, you guys know how I feel about paper. You guys know how I feel about the underwear Olympics and the combines and everybody gets excited about said player and this, that, and the third. I don't give a shit about the combine. I don't give a shit about the rookie symposium. I don't give a shit about any of that. Do you know why, Jax? Let me tell you why. Because it does not equal wins and losses on the football field. What are fans interested in? Wins and losses. 
the W's, okay? What do they don't want to see a lot of? They don't want to see a lot of this. Right? They don't want to see a lot of this. We want to be handing a lot of these out next season and not getting served a lot of these next season. Am I right or am I wrong? It's an absolute so, fact. You no like question. that prop, don't you? I know I you do. love it. I love, love it. it. You love it. I know. I feel like I guess I should get some some W's and L's to hang on the wall here. <laughs> you know uh, we'll, we'll use them as we start winning games. I'll get the W's to hang on the wall back exactly. here behind with, with, with Thelonious. I'll, I'll hang them on Thelonious. There we go. Um, look, we have this what seems to be unending uh, ability to see such positivity in what was chaos, right? right. I mean, it, it kind of still going into the season. The possibility is it, there could still be chaos uh, that surrounds us, but there are a lot of changes that I think steer the narrative towards us actually being a uh, maybe just a more competent football team, a, a more competent organization. Uh, not not just coming from. Woody Johnson or, or Joe Douglas, but you know, Robert Sala, who still uh, is, is one of, I think the more exciting coaching prospects um, in the league. Um, I, I think that, you know, what it is that we've seen is his growth. Um, and, and if that translates to anything else, then a lot of what it is that we saw last season with some of the coaches, not necessarily being ready for prime time. Right. I think those guys also are going to feed off of what it is that we're seeing, not only with the influx of talent, but also the maturity level and the experience uh, growth. Um, and, and and look, obviously, we're going to talk about the draft picks and all of that. Um, we're going to talk about free agency. There's a we, we added some some veterans, right? We've added some guys that actually do have production. We, add, we added some guys in our defensive backfield that I think are really going to be game changers um, when it comes down to how well we play under pressure towards the end of the season. Oh, yeah, I, I, I tweeted out something a week ago um, about why not us, why not this season, somebody talk me down. And uh, our friend of the show, DJ enemy he says it's just because we're young. And while I understand that, I don't know necessarily if that is enough of an argument to justify why it is that we cannot be successful this season. Um, it is something to watch for. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, and here, here's the thing, too. All right. One of the things that we need to also understand is, is that there's a lot that's going to go into this season. There's a lot of things that are going to go into the Jets' development. I mean, look, the AFC East was one of the worst divisions in, in football. Okay, it was the Patriots and everybody else. And the Patriots were basically circling W's anytime that they played the rest of the, the, rest of the AFC East because all of us just sucked. Now it's the Buffalo Bills. The, the, the Patriots are, you know, you know they always find ways to reload. And they, they find ways to be a pain in the ass and to be a, to, to be a factor, you know, in said AFC, AFC playoff races, regardless whether it's wild card, whether it's division or whatever. You know the Miami Dolphins are much improved. They just under, underwent a massive turnover, plus the acquisition of Tyreek Hill. Okay, so they're putting all of their, they're hitching everything to two attack Laivoa. So that team is going to go dependent upon where he goes, all right? And now, the big thing is, the New York Jets are going to be now struggling to be relevant within that division. And how do you get relevancy in your division? You beat teams in your division, okay? So if they don't end up beating the teams in the division, guess what ends up happening? You're not going to win very many games. What was one of the things that I talked about last year? We had to right. split it at least 
two of those series we had to split. And and you know, we, we saw how it played out. You know, obviously the injury bug hurt us quite a bit, inexperience hurt us quite a bit. Um, to the point that you were making about the the uh the Patriots and Bill Belichick, we saw the damage that could be done to a young team by the evil mastermind who's basically held this division by the balls for the past, you know, what, 20 years. So look, we got a lot, maybe just to allow to play out because I mean, the excitement level, I think is as high as it's been. And I'll continue to say it's hell of a time to be a Jets fan, hell of a time to be a part of what it is that we're experiencing right now, especially considering I don't think any of us really as Jets fans have witnessed what I am expecting um, to be the outcome of this watching a championship caliber squad being built from the ground up from actually butt naked roster right we had no one we had no depth we had like a, a couple of starters and those guys weren't really enough to really make an, a, a, a enough noise to say that we actually had any respect around the league and and now what it is that we have is and, and and legitimately when i said this last week we're going with with an offense with a second year quarterback that has a lot of promise we have what quite possibly could be two legitimate 1,000-yard running backs and four to six offensive weapons between wide receivers and tight ends that are viable to make plays on every single snap that Zach Wilson drops back. So let's look at this not in a vacuum, but in terms of, I think, some of the points that you were making. No, we can't write off the Patriots, but the Patriots, if you're looking on paper, might not necessarily stack up well against what it is that we're trying to do. It is going to probably end up coming down to what the coaching staffs can can make happen. Buffalo, we know what Buffalo is. Buffalo is, for all intents and purposes right now, they are the front runners in the division. Um, and until somebody knocks them off, um, that really doesn't change. I think we're getting close, but uh, we're, we're not quite there yet. If, if Zach's trajectory can mirror a little bit what it is that we saw from uh, what, what's old boy over there, um, you know, I don't like him, but – um, Josh Allen, excuse me. Yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> right? If he can mirror, well, I mean, look, this, a, this is what Zach Wilson's going to be compared to. Zach Wilson's going to be compared to Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, now Mac Jones. Okay, he's going to be compared to all the quarterbacks within the division, and he basically has to go in and has to smack some people around, and he's got to be the guy to do it. I'm sure they're. You, I'm sure. I'm sure they're ranking him fourth right now at the quarterbacks in the division. CK. All right, so. As I promised, I'm going to get some of these comments on the air. And again, thank you everyone who is tuning in tonight. I hope that uh, I've gotten a lot of good comments. Shout out to Guy Fisher and Nick Shine Jr. Oh, my guys. Uh, Guy Fisher in the chat. New York Jets have created, have recreated the New York Sack Exchange. He also believes that Zach's going to be all right. Sean Steele is watching. Shout out to him. Matthias Simon is watching. Uh, Garen Brower Jr. is watching. Good old JR. He's going to be with me. He, he's going to be with me tomorrow night on uh, Weapons Hot Mission Briefs. Yes. All right, Matthias Simon, the team around him looks pretty good. If Zach has just averaged a win their share of, of games. Scott Kalispi in the chat, thank you again for joining us. Uh, Jimmy Jardine, we were busting his chops uh, earlier before. Uh, he said Jets are winning the Super Bowl this year, and everybody jumped on him. Don't do it, Jimmy. Don't do it to me. <laughs> I might All follow right. you. <laughs> I might follow you on that one. Matthias Simon, again, there are going to be teams that underachieve and others that overachieve every season, so every everything is possible. <laughs> Justin Jett, in response to Jimmy, had said, Jimmy, it's too early for such heavy drugs. <laughs> Tyrus Kennedy in the chat, thank you again for joining us. The pressure is on him to show real improvement and taking a step forward. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you more. Jimmy saying he misses us too. He'll be back as soon as he gets right. I told him we 
keeping the uh, seat warm for him. He also says, I make no apologies for being optimistic of our team when I see the schedule. I'll let you guys know my double-digit win prediction, laugh out loud. But Dias in the chat, he believes Zach Wilson's going to take a big leap this year. Tommy Gutman in the chat tonight. What's up, Tommy? Nick Shine Jr., I said on my show last night, Monday night Halloween, home game rematch versus Bengals from last season. Jets are going to be in all black. Florencio Rodriguez in the chat. Thank you for joining us. What's up, fellas? Tommy G with the hot take. The New York Jets defeat the New England Patriots twice this year. That's you know what, what I'm talking about, Tommy. That's what I'm talking about. You know what? Yeah, hot man. take right there. I can, I can get behind that. I can get not, behind that. Not out of the realm of possibilities, my guy. I'm telling you right now. It looks like, for all intents and purposes, we've made leaps that expand beyond where it is that the Patriots have. Now, mind you, the Patriots, they've never really drafted well, but they always find a way to make those free agents work, right? They brought in some guys, but I still do not believe that Bill Belichick is enough to maintain that stranglehold that they've had on this division. I think they start to slip. And this is, you know, what we're looking at right now is a decline and possibly uh, the the final swan song of Bill Belichick over the course of these next couple seasons here. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully you're right. Let me tell you something. From your mouth to God's ears, because if they do that, then it'll be perfect. Scott Kalisby back in the chat. Hi, it's paper. I just walk in the building. Time to smack you all again. Uh, (laughs) Matthias Simon. (laughs) This team looks to have improved greatly on both sides of the ball. Mike Bonet in the chat. Thank you for joining us. And Jet fans got mad at him at the end of the season. He says, Clemens is scary. They're looking for wins. Hi, it's paper again. When will the Jets fans learn to stop looking at the paper? When I was holding up the L and the W, everybody's over there. Worldwide Sports Radio Network jumping in. What's going on, boys? It's because Jet fans spiked the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Florencio Rodriguez in the chat again. We ain't the talk of the league. F that. Our organization looks composed this season. Hashtag LFG. You guys know what that means. I don't have yes, to sir. explain it Yes, to sir. Yes, sir. Let's. The, uh, John, Fe- uh, John Faris in the chat. Thank you again for joining us tonight. Um, the East is going to be strong this year. Scott Kalisby, none of our coaches were ready for their first year. Now let's see if they can make the adjustment. Mike Bonet again. AFC is loaded. Going to be a lot of good football. Uh, Guy Fisher, why do we big up all these teams but dog ours? Listen, I believe Joe Douglas did a lot in improving our team. Dude, nobody is saying that he that we don't believe that he didn't improve the team. He did. But here's the thing. The, the, the way the team looks on paper versus how they perform on the football field you and I both know, Guy, and we've had plenty of conversations about this, okay? It is two completely different animals, okay? Because the Jets on paper last year should have won seven to eight games. How many did they win? Four. So, again, a difference between how a team looks on paper and how they look week one through week 17 of the regular season. Mike Bonet back in the chat. This is the most talent we've had on our roster in years. Matthias Simon's second year in the system for coaches and players is huge. Justin Jett agreeing with you. Amen, Kevin. Protection for Zach shouldn't be a problem this year. Mike Bonet. John Faris back in the chat. Dolphins just signed Sony Michelle running back. Uh, he's he's friggin' washed up. Thomas Gutman in the chat. I bet 50 bucks in Vegas for the Jets to win the Super Bowl. Pays out 7500 Yo, can I hold $5? Because you're going to get paid, my guy. I'm, we're going to talk <laughs> that into existence right now. Let's talk that into existence. Look, you know what? There's first off, first off, guys, thank y'all for rocking with us. We appreciate you still being here. Obviously, 
you know, we, 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 a lot of what it is that we do is, is because you guys are here rocking with us. So thank you very much. Um, a lot of positivity, obviously in the comments. Um, and, and I think a lot of realism in the comments, we do look like we're going to be capable of making a lot of noise. I think we're giving props to the teams in our division because we really haven't been on that level um, in quite some time. No, I think we that haven't. This, this, this changes now, right? We can look at Mac Jones. Excuse me, guys will say, oh, yeah, Mac Jones was good last. Actually, Mac Jones was kind of the average last season. He came back towards – he came back to earth, you know, towards the end of the season. And in contrast, Zach Wilson over the course of the past uh, – of, of the last seven games of the season – actually was the highest rated of the rookie uh, signal callers drafted. So, I mean, yeah, five touchdowns, uh, five passing touchdowns, two rushing. Um, I think that bodes well to what it is that we expect this offense to look like. Yes, we want to run first, but then Zach, who has the ability to make a lot of plays, is probably going to be the guy that's going to be able to pull out some of these things um, if he comes into his own. Now, if is, the you know, for a two-letter word, the biggest word in the damn English language, if – what it is that we get from these guys is even standard progression. People need to watch out. We heard we heard CJ Mosley say last season, we're gonna hand you your ass. You know what I'm saying? If you don't bring your A game, you're going to get stomped. And 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 realistically, what it is that we did with the defense this 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 uh offseason, I think that bodes well for us. I think it actually makes quite a bit of sense that our defense may actually end up being the better unit this season. And look at what it is that Matt Lef uh, Mike LaFer was able to do with the offense uh you know uh, towards the end of the season look what he was able to do with mike white um against cincinnati and now, mind you cincinnati didn't play its best game but we beat them right we beat uh the the team that ended up going to the super bowl and we, we i mean come on now we we almost we were an inch away and, and maybe you know a couple of bad decisions away from beating tom brady and, and a super bowl again champion caliber team what we have right now is I think it's more than hope. I, I I think it does start to border on expectation. And we've said there's no way in hell the Jets can have expectations over the course of these past few years. I mean, literally, after 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 2011, 2012, we weren't expecting anything and we didn't deserve to expect anything. Then 2015 happened and we still shouldn't have expected that. It was it was a an anomaly, right? Because I think that might have actually been probably the worst thing to happen to us within that span because it gave us this false sense of, oh, yeah, we're good. And we weren't good. And we weren't good. And, and, and that was borne out by the fact that uh, whatever that guy's whatever that the, the, the dude with the beard you know, saying, yeah, whatever, whatever he was doing, you know, is really what ended up costing us, you know, an opportunity to see it. I mean, as much as people say if Bilal Powell didn't get hurt, we may end up winning those last couple of games. And the possibility is that we go into the playoffs. And and, and shout out to Bilal Powell for for uh, the, the the contract and retiring with us. Thank you for your service, Bilal. You're one of my favorite players, no doubt. Um, but but that is the last time we actually really had anything to to look at and say we were relevant as as far as any football conversations were concerned. So what what it is that we have now? I, I do again. I, I believe it, it is extending beyond just hope. I think it is extending towards being able to say that we have that sustainable, you know, winning formula in place. We just need to plug in players right now. And and Joe Douglas has done a great job of that so far. Guy Fisher, would you stop picking on Jeff Albrecht, please? For God's sakes. Every show never fails. Fire Jeff Albrecht now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a few more comments in here, and then we're going to do in the spotlight there, Jack. So 
you are you are on deck, so make sure you're ready. Absolutely. Listen, we drafted day one players, Guy Fisher, John Farica. I believe the Jets and Ravens had the best drafts. Guy Fisher, again, injuries, injuries, injuries. No shit. This is the reason why I'm not as optimistic as we should be. All right. Um, Mike Bonet, I want Mets life, uh, I want MetLife full of Jets fans, no opponents fans. Let's go. Dude, that's what we all want. How many times last year did we watch Jets games on television? And go, those of you that actually went to home games, where it's 75-25 for your opponent. Why is that? It should never, ever, ever be that way. Ever. Whatsoever. Okay, but unfortunately it was. Okay? All right, Florencio Rodriguez in the, sh- in the chat. The pressure is on LaFleur this year with these, with these offensive signings and drafts. Scott Kalispian, in response to, Tom, uh, to Thomas Gutman's bet, should have burnt the $50 bill. At least the fire would have kept you warm in the winter. Poof, uh, <laughs> <laughs> poof. My uh, Mosley wasn't expecting all of these injuries. Yeah, I don't think anybody was expecting all the injuries, but they happened. And you have to be able to play with who's on your roster. So it doesn't matter if the dude's like a practice squad dude who was begging groceries in Publix last week. All right, he got to go out there and he got to perform because this is big boy football now. This isn't Pee Wee. All right, this isn't the Arena Football League where they pay you $2,000 a game. Once he went to the box upstairs, all the play calling changes. Mike Bonet in the chat with that. Guy Fisher, remember I got that number 29 jersey. <laughs> we linebackers and fire Jeff Albrick, please. <laughs> Scott Kalispi, I just want a cheeseburger and a win. <laughs> I've been to too many, says Mike Bonet. When is the Jets' home, uh, home game against Buffalo? Uh, guy, if you go and you look up the 2022 schedule, uh, you, you should get all the dates over there. <laughs> Justin Jett, once a team starts winning, there won't be any 75-20 splits at MetLife. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Because, you know. Huge facts, Mike. The one thing that the Jets fans want, they want a product that they can be proud of. They want a product that when they go and, when they go and spend their hard-earned money to watch this team play, they don't want to be disgusted. They don't want to want to be, you know, spit on or cursed at by Buffalo Bills fans or by Miami Dolphins fans or, or, or New England Patriots fans or whoever. Because we all know that there are fans of other teams that travel very well. We know all about that. Okay, we've seen it. We've seen it so many different times. But guys, look, the only way that the Jets are going to dig their way out of this hole is to be competitive. The only way to shut people up and make people respect you is by winning football games. And until the New York Jets start doing that, there, there's always going to be questions. There's always going to be people that are going to be like, well, I don't like this, and I don't like that, and I don't think the Jets are ready for this, and I don't think that this player can do this, and I don't think that this player can do that. Everyone is going to have their opinion. It does not matter who it is. And nobody cares. Straight up. Nobody cares. Do you know why nobody cares? Because no one is going to feel sorry for the New York Jets until you overcome that adversity and you go and you smack somebody in the mouth. You beat a team you're not supposed to beat. I ranted on this every single freaking week for the past how many years, Jax? Yeah, man. It's been, it's been quite a while. <laughs> it's been a while now, my man. It's been a while. Um, but but I get that that to your point, that that's kind of 
the reason why it is that we're kind of having to dig ourselves out of the hole that we've been in, right? Another unfortunate side effect of hunger. We've been starving for wins. We've been starving for competency. We've been starving for talent. We've been starving for leadership. We've been starving for all of these things. And now we're starting to get, you know, we're starting to get a couple of nibbles, my man. You know what I'm saying? We're starting to get that little bite off the snicker bar. And, we, you know, right. no longer are we going to be having these Steve Buscemi moments where we're out of sorts. I think now what it is that you're going to have is you're going to have people like me, like people like Jimmy, where you kind of got to reel us in a little bit because it looks like, man, it, it looks like nothing we've really seen. So, man, when is the last time we've had this much talent? When is it? When is the last time you've been able to say we know the guys? outside of our draft picks who are going to be able to 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 play uh, and 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 really be a part of transitioning into us no longer being the low hanging fruit and if you're going to you know you're you're going to get called out if you say some stupid shit in the comments about how bad the jets are or whatever those days i think are on their way out of the door we exactly we about to kick this joint in and um I, i'm just going to be honest with you even if we got to kick twice I'm good. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the thing is, is that the more and more that the New York Jets start to put wins together, the more and more that fans are going to start taking notice. And the more and more that the people are going to start coming to MetLife. And you're, we're going to start to see that home field advantage that we've been craving for a very, very long time. But again, we got to wait till the rubber meets the road. All right. So, Mr. Kevin Jackson. It is time. Who do we have in the white hot spotlight? In the spotlight this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is the only person that really maybe qualifies for being there. And that is Zachary Capono Wilson, right? Let's get it. Um, Zach's in the spotlight because, again, all of the questions about what it is that we've added as far as talent on the offense, what it is that we've added as far as giving him weapons, Y'all have famously heard me say, I don't want to give him, you know, dirt rocks and, and a slingshot. I want this cat to have bazookas and AKs and tanks and all kinds of different stuff. And Joe Douglas has done his best to go military weapons grade and get this guy some help. As much as I was was a fan of uh, of of, of uh, Jamison Williams, a cat in Alabama, I thought he was a guy who really could have transformed this offense. Um, I am not ever going to complain about allying a talent like what it is that we got in Garrett Wilson at number 10. I, I, I think the talent speaks for itself. The film speaks for itself. What it is that that guy can do in conjunction with, with Elijah Moore, in conjunction with Corey Davis, in conjunction with what, what it is that we may, you know, quite possibly get out of, uh, out of Denzel Mims. And, and, and what I, I think maybe a, a little bit more of a question mark going forward, what it is that we get, out of Braxton Berrios, I, I think maybe Lafleur likes him enough to be able to scheme. Zach Wilson loves him, and I think that a lot of the chemistry that we saw last season might end up playing into us maybe making plays when people have not expected us to be able to make those plays in the past. So, um, Brees Hall again, a lot of question marks about did Joe Douglas do the right thing and in, in, in trading up to get that guy. And when you watch the film and you see what it is that he brings to the table, having him in the backfield with a guy like Michael Carter, who we saw last season, who even injured a very closely approached 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Now we have two guys that are capable of doing that. And Hall, who I think might actually be quite a bit better than, than, than Michael Carter when it's all said and done. We have both of those guys available, and those guys are going to be our tanks, 
right? We've got the we've got the big monster tank in Brees Hall, and we've got the little more maneuverable tank that will still blow your building up in Michael Carter if you give him an opportunity. Man, I'm so excited. Um, I say all of that again to say this. Zach Wilson is the straw that stirs the drink. If that guy comes in and dips the long straw in and gets to the bottom and stirs and that thing starts spinning and we get that little, you know, that little tunnel in the middle, I'm telling you right now, the New York Jets are no longer going to be the laughing stock of this league. And I'm going to tell you again, and especially for me, somebody that doesn't live in New York anymore, unfortunately, we can wear our Jets gear with pride, right? Zach Wilson nine touchdowns last season right 11 interceptions didn't really look good kind of a funky you know quarterback rating less than what 50 some odd percent completion percentage i believe at some point a lot of drops um and i think that actually has also been addressed by by the talent that we've added but zach literally just has to step his game up no question if we get that marginal production boost from him as we should expect uh as a sophomore quarterback coming in um with the type of continuity that I don't think any one of our quarterbacks has had here uh, since since we had Mark Sanchez. And, and, and even after that, to, to a certain extent, um, nobody else has been able to say that we've had more than one season with the same guy. So I'll never say it again. You know who I'm talking about, though. Um, look, Zach Wilson is in the spotlight, family, because where else is it going to go? He is our franchise quarterback. Number two draft pick overall, the linchpin to Joe Douglas's legacy here as New York Jets general manager, at least in the early stages of his career, if we can get 4,000 yards, 24, 25 touchdowns, 10, 11 interceptions, some improved running ability from him, showing a little bit of that maneuverability, that escapability that he has, showing that ability to make those off-schedule plays, but also being more confident in the, the regular stuff, just the normal run-in-the-mill day-to-day stuff, I don't know, man. I'm just going to keep it real. The sky is the limit, and you're going to have to pull me back because if Zach plays at all like what – you know what? If Zach plays like what it is that we saw Mike White play like in Cincinnati, there's going to be a lot of teams that are really going to have a hard time. And I'm just going to say this once again. Pull me off the wall because what does it say in my little name right there? Why not us? Why not this season? And he will answer that question. In the spotlight this weekend, Zach Wilson. I know it's a kind of a, lot, a roundabout way to, to kind of get to, to why it is that he's the guy. But CJ, I don't know, man. With all with everything that was added, the only un, outside of Jeff Ulbrich, I'm gonna say uh, Jeff Ulbrich is is a is a huge question mark. But the biggest question mark is Zach Wilson and what it is that we're gonna get from him and how it is that his next steps are gonna determine if we are contenders or pretenders going forward. What do you think? Listen, I don't think you're wrong at all. I think that uh, we dedicated tonight's show to Zach Wilson. And the reason being is because he's a kid going into his second year, all right? And he needs to be able to put it together, to put all the pieces together in order for him to be successful. Because there's no more excuses now. We can't blame it on the offensive line anymore. All right, because last year we were riling the offensive line and then we go and we take a look and it turns out not to be the offensive line. It turns out that the kid's holding the ball a little bit too long. So he can't hold on to the, he, he can't get happy feet in the pocket. He can't hold on to the ball too long. He can't, you know, hit the three, but n- not make a jump shot. Okay. So, I mean, you need to be able to, to hit that, 
you know, you need to be able to hit that bubble screen. You need to be able to hit that two-yard out, that three-yard out, you know, that, that two-yard inside quick slant, that three-yard outside quick slant. You need to be able to hit all of these and hit them well and hit them consistently, all right? Now, don't get me wrong, he didn't get helped out by his receiving core last year because Ty Johnson had drops, Corey Davis had drops, Keaton Cole had drops, everybody had drops except for Barrios, all right? So, all right, so he, here's the thing. Yeah, everyone wants to, wants to point out what Mike White did, and you know what? Yeah, that's great. But here's the thing. Mike White can only do so much. Zach Wilson is going to be required what he to do what Mike White can do and take it to this level, okay? So there is a ton of pressure on this kid, and... This kid said it all offseason. He said it last year. I'm coming back. I'm coming back on a mission. Good. Say, say whatever you want. You want to tell us you've been, you know, do, doing, you know, Ugandan best bench presses and stuff like that. And you're, you know, you're curling, you know, 1,050 pounds with your left pinky or whatever. And, and you're practicing throwing passes blindfolded and, and, you know, backwards or whatever. Good for you. Whatever's going to work. Week one, when the NFL starts, when we start playing for real, we need to see it. Because otherwise, nobody cares how many workout videos you post. Nobody cares how many foot footwork drills you do. Nobody cares how many different receiver camps you, you have and you're talking to this guy and talking to that guy. Nobody cares. They want results on the field. And you don't give results on the field, doesn't matter what you did. Because if you're right back in the same boat and you're making the same mistakes, okay, over and over again, Jets are going to have a big problem. Plain and simple. All right? So, that's my hit on that. So, now, you know what? As we're starting to come up against it here, Jax, final thoughts for tonight. Talk to me. First and foremost, CJ, my guy, it is phenomenal to be back with you. I know this is just our second broadcast after the hiatus. Um, and I, I have just have to say I'm thankful for you and, and, and you bringing us back in the, in, the, in the fold and also with New Jack. New Jack is dope. We're going to be able going forward to really, you know, put together some quality content. And I think, uh, you know, as it goes, we already do a pretty good job, but the sky's the limit for us as well. It's a hell of a time to be a weapons hot member. So back to the team. We have an opportunity right now as a fan base to be respected again in the chats and forums that we that we get into. We have an opportunity as a fan base to be a lot more intelligent about the conversations that we have surrounding this team, surrounding these players, surrounding the schemes and systems that are going to make us successful. We have a lot to be optimistic about. We also do have some questions, right? But I think that the questions diminish the more and more we see the player personnel decisions that are being made by this front office. There's going to be a lot of things that'll be answered, you know, going into training camp and in and, and the early portions of the season, because I, I just coming out of that first three or four game stretch, if, if we're at 500 or better, uh, regardless of what the, of, of what teams that we play, I don't know if I'm going to be bearable or not. I, I think people are going to hate me. They're going to get sick of me just, walking around with this stupid shitty grin on my face all the time, showing the missing tooth and the whole nine. Look, I'm, I'm excited. Like, literally, I am, am, am at, a, at a point where I have to contain myself when I start talking about the team. 
right? And when have we honestly been able to say that we can have that excitement and not feel like in the back of our heads, it's going to fall apart on us. I'm starting to have that dissipate, right? I'm starting to have that disintegrate and fade away. It's always been in the back of my mind, at least after 2011 season when we really started to fall off a little bit. But my final thought is going to be the same final thought that I've had for quite some time now. And that, again, it is a hell of a time to be a Jets fan. We're watching stuff right now that I think is really going to end up creating the new generation of Jets fans. Couldn't get my sons to be Jets fans. They laughed at me when I was like, be a Jets fan. They're like, yo, we watch football. Are you kidding me? There's no way in hell I'm going to be a Jets fan. Now, mind you, they're 14, 15 years old, right? They don't know anything about the Jets being a being a, a good football team. They have no clue. Now, That's because they've football, never seen it in their, in their never, lifetime. Exactly. When I turn that TV on now and tell them to shut up or come sit down, they're going to come sit down and they're going to watch the game and they're going to see competent football. I might be able to sneak some jerseys in on. Pray for me, y'all. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's my that's my final thoughts, man. Look, we're 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 in a mode right now, CJ. And you and I, we're getting ready to turn the corner just just as good as the team is. Um, I'm really excited, man, and and I'm thankful for the platform. Thanks for bringing me in. Where where are you standing right now? I mean, I know I know we 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 always have different levels of enthusiasm. I know you like to be a little more tempered, but you got to be excited about what it is that you see right now, yeah. I am. I'm I'm not gonna lie, and these are gonna be my final thoughts for this evening. I'm very encouraged. I'm encouraged by the offseason. I'm encouraged the fact that Joe Douglas kept to his word and said he was going big he was going big game hunting. And that's exactly what he did. You know, brought in Lakin Tomlinson, brought in a bunch of other a, a bunch of other free agents. They went to the draft. They picked exactly what they needed. They gambled. They gambled their draft picks and they addressed every single need that they wanted. When you go and take a look at the draft board. The players that the New York Jets acquired have put this team in a position that, again, I hate to use this word, if all goes right and everyone's healthy and everyone gets this play this playbook, now having going into year two of this system here, this team will be able, will be very capable of taking that step forward that we all need them to take. Because if they don't take that step forward, and there's more questions than answers, Joe Douglas's seat gets hotter, Robert Sala's seat gets hotter, and then there's going to be a lot of angry Jets fans, which are going to be calling up New York Sports Radio, coming on this show, coming on every other Jets podcast, voicing their displeasure about this team. Don't worry. We're going to bring it all to you. That's why Weapons Hot now, we're on Mondays. The reason why I picked Mondays is because that puts us right in the middle of the action. Yes, sir. You're going to hear it. We're going to talk about it. When the Jets are on Monday Night Football, you could guarantee we'll be doing a pregame. I don't know about postgame. It all depends on scheduling. I might be drunk, too, so we'll see. Let's go. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> a lot of guys here, I'm extremely, you know, excited to see what the off, you know, what the remainder of the offseason is going to bring. I'm excited about training camp. I want to see these players play. I want to see these players perform. I'm looking forward to the preseason because this is when these guys get these very critical reps. 
in order for them to work on the craft and we really start to chisel out a picture to see exactly what this final 53 is going to is going to look like so prepare for the articles prepare for all kinds of videos prepare for all kinds of overreaction and this guy's a lock to make the roster and that guy's a lock to make the roster and this guy sucks and that guy sucks and the other guy this and the other guy that prepare for all of that ladies and gentlemen because you are going to see that week after week after week after week with OTAs, mini camps, strength and conditioning drills, all of that before the before the four week hiatus where we we pray that nobody does anything stupid and gets into trouble or gets hurt before training camp opens up at the end of July. So, again, this is what I say. Temper your expectations. Nobody's telling you to be excited. Be excited. You got you, you we now have the ability to go out there and to talk smack to other teams. Because on paper this team looks to be competitive. But here's the thing. Six wins in two years is still gonna be a sticking point. There's still gonna be people out there that are gonna go J E T S suck suck suck. Alright? And there are people that are still gonna talk to smack out there. When was the last time you won a playoff game? How many Super Bowl rings do the Patriots have? All right, because you know that's coming. All right, so look, it's okay to be optimistic. It's okay to be excited. Just be realistic. Be realistic about the expectations of this team. Let's wait for the rubber to meet the road before we really, really start cutting down the brass tacks. And that is going to be my final thought for tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank every single one of you, all 10 of you that are watching. Thank you guys so much. Please continue to spread the word. Let's hope that that number grows every Monday night. Tell them about Weapons Hot. Spread the word to your friends. You can follow the show on Twitter at Weapons Hot Show. All right, we haven't even hit 100, we haven't even hit 100 subscribers yet or 100 followers yet. Come on, you guys got to spread that word. All we, right? were like, we were at a couple thousand on the last page. Come on, guys. Come on. Right. Exactly. You can follow me at JetsFan0523, my partner in crime on the other side of the glass, Mr. Kevin Jackson at Spotty Blackman. Weapons Hot has a Facebook page. That's where you can find our content. Like, subscribe, message us. We'll message you right back. We love talking with fans about this team. Also, leave us some feedback about how we're doing here on Weapons Hot. If you think we're doing a great job, awesome. Leave us a message. Let us know. If you think we suck and we know nothing about football, that too. hey, that's fine too. We'll troll back and forth with you. If you want to comment on Kevin's head that his head is too shiny, that's fine too. We'll start talking about that too. All right? So you want to say I got too much jet stuff in the background? That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll rise back and forth about that. Don't worry. I got no problem with that. We take comments big, small, short, and tall. That's it. So, Let's go. And, and it doesn't matter what team you root for. We'll still jive with you. All right? Weapons Hot also has a YouTube channel. Home of the Weapons Hot After Dark show. We are still trying to figure out some maneuvering how we could bring Weapons Hot After Dark to life. It'll be back. Ladies and gentlemen, do, do stay tuned. We are It is in the works. So I promise you we will figure it out. We'll figure out a way to do it. Every, every Monday night, 7 o'clock. I do apologize for us being late tonight. I did have to go get a haircut. I got a wedding to go to this week. Had a few other personal things I needed to take care of. So again... We are going to be ending the show early tonight, but I I can't thank you guys enough for tuning in. Don't forget to catch my sh- solo show tomorrow night, Weapons Hot Mission Briefs on Jets World at 7.30 p.m. I will be sending out 
I will be sending out the links so that way everybody can follow. If you haven't already liked and subscribed, go ahead and do it. Go to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Download the app. If you have an Android, go to, go to Google Play. Type in Worldwide Sports Radio Network or WWSRN. You'll be able to find it. If you have an iPhone, go to the iOS store. Search up Worldwide Sports Radio Network or WWSRN. Download the app. You can not only consume Weapons Hot, but the other great shows on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So, with that, for Kevin, Mr. Spotty Blackman Jackson, all the way in his top secret bunker where he's at over there in Georgia. This is CJ, the painkiller D. Simone, signing off for tonight. We will see you guys when we see you guys. Peace, love, go Jets. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.